Welcome to the Rocking Life After Divorce podcast. And I want to welcome you to this episode where I have my friend, Sonia White, who is a conscious uncoupling coach. And uh, just welcome to the show. So happy that you're with us today. I'm so happy to be here with you today as well. And uh, this podcast is uh, it started because I went through a divorce five years ago. And uh, I have for some time thought of ways that I could help other people that are going through divorce. And I know how difficult it is. I became very lonely going out of having a family and then having to get your own place, living by yourself. And it's, uh, I think I've heard so many people that are stuck for a long time, years, in this process of divorce and the aftermath of divorce. So... A podcast, I hope, is going to be like a catalyst, a, a wake-up call for people that brings hope to them so they can see the, the hope that it's actually not the end of the world. They can go on with their life and start living and having an awesome life the rest of their life. But I also think it's very important to have somebody along the way that can give you both encouragement and, and uh, I got to coach myself fairly early on. And... Uh, You know, she said, reach out to a few good friends that you trust, that you can share with. And that became, for me, a life-changing event. I started opening it up. I pretended to have a good marriage where I didn't. And uh, having masks up, and I was forced into becoming vulnerable and started sharing about my difficulties. And a lot of that shame that I had just dissipated and uh, I know, how do you work with people? And can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, I can absolutely talk about that with you. And I, I totally can relate to so much of, of what you said. Um, there is, even now, a, a huge degree of, of, of guilt and shame and sense of failure. And the fact that you even use that word aftermath, you know, it's the end of a, of a bomb disaster. You know, that languaging, I wish it wasn't there, but it is there. It can be one of the most traumatic experiences of somebody's life where they lose part of what they believed was their identity. You know, I am the partner of this person. And if that's gone... It feels as if there's a, a gap. Well, then, if I'm not this, then then who who am I? And that's one aspect of it. And I agree very much with your um, your counselor who suggested that that friendship would be one of the strategies to build into your life. But I'd like to add a little bit more to that because there. There are, can you imagine if you were in this in the middle here and then there were some concentric circles going around that? So in the center is your own aura, your own energy system in which only you live. Then you have your close circle of friends and then you have your kind of close circle of friends and finally acquaintances, yeah. uh, people whose names you may not even remember. And it's a very useful thing that I share with my clients and that is to realize that who you reveal your heart to should be to, to trusted yeah. people who can hold that with compassion. Yeah. 
who can hold that with a degree of um, confidentiality even, but who can also hold that in the way that they are there to hear you and move you forward. This is opposed to the people who are going to, oh, my God, he did that. He was this person. You, I, I totally, oh, my, it happened to me. Do you know the kind of victimized conversation yeah. where you could feel better in the moment? He's done this and then he did this. Oh, my, how could you even tolerate that? You know how it goes for men and women. In the moment, that can feel good. But later on, if you actually connect and you realize that conversation did not heal you, it didn't help you, all it did actually was further entrench you into the suffering that can go on around a divorce. So it's very important and to choose those friends with care, to also even coach them. You know, I... I need you to be my sounding board or I need you to care. I need you to listen and I need you to kind of stop me after I've, I've been, you know, going a bit nasty or whatever. Does, does that make sense? It totally makes sense because when this is five years ago, when my coach Mm. or counselor said, because I was so lonely uh, to reach out to a few people I trust and, uh, I I reached out to about four people and uh, two of which had gone through a divorce and two which had not gone through a divorce. But the two people that uh, have gone through a divorce, they could I could relate to them. I did mm-hmm. not feel that the other two people, you know, they were great, they were listening, but I, could, I did not feel that they could relate to me. But uh, mm-hmm. it, they were all very, you know, not... You know, uh, it was never any bashing. You know, I I was sharing my hurts. uh, But uh, I think it's very wise advice, as you're saying, to to pick uh, people that you you can be authentic with, that you feel safe with, that's going to be confidential, but it's not going to go into any bashing. Because that's one of the worst things I can feel in these Facebook groups with the divorce Facebook groups it's like so much bashing and negative energy and it's like I can't stand that but another thing I I want this podcast to be is to also bring awareness for people that are not going through divorce but is trying to help people in divorce because I feel it's a lot of people kind of like scary away from it do do you have any suggestions for people that uh, are helping people in divorce, like the, the other person on the other side, like if I want to talk to somebody about it? I I think that, um, in fact, I, I, I know that compassionate listening yeah. is the way. Even if you have not known what it is to go through a divorce, it's that's okay and say i you know i i don't know everything that you're feeling but i'm here oh yeah i wish i knew what i i could say to you at this time and i don't and i am here yeah what do you need from me and that opens the door 
for whoever needs to say, you know, I I just need to to talk about X Y Z, um, and I need someone to help me deal with. Maybe it's practical. When you divorce, you're also divorcing roles. Yeah. So that there were certain things that you may have done that you dealt with. It could have been the finances. It could have been, um, I don't know what it could have been. And then there were other things that your wife, your partner were was responsible for. And you may not even know how to do some of these things. And so sometimes you need someone to say, well, you know, how do I do such and such? Um, and you can be helping. A lot of the time, the people who are your real friends genuinely want to help you and they just don't know how. So tell them how, Hey, can you help me with all this computer stuff? Hey, can you give me some, some help with, um, with cooking or can you give me some, some support here? Because I, 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 I need some help with childcare, some practical things that you can tell them to do and they can say, yes, or no, yeah, sure, I can do it. No, I can't. This is where you give people the gift of actually being able to care for you. Yeah. Uh, and for the listening, I would say, you know what? Can I just have you there for 15 minutes and just have you listen? Yeah, that's good. And another thing that I was, you know, my my counselors said reach out to them and ask them to be proactive as well because a lot of times mm-hmm. I would just be lonely and I didn't feel like bothering people you know mm-hmm. and, and I asked them to to call me sometimes and not being you know it's always me calling them mm-hmm. so and uh, that's another thing that was very helpful because I had several yeah. people call especially in the beginning where it was quite turbulent to have somebody that actually calling you and, and checking up, you know, how's it going? Mm. I think that's, again, it's part of that trait in a sense. And I mean, in a loving way, training them, this is what I need. Yeah. And this is how I need it. Yeah. You know, there's a part of me that wants to curl up in a little ball and hide away. And even though I know that's not going to help, I'm doing it. So please take me out. Let's go for a walk together. Yeah. Or whatever it is that you know, if if you think about it, if you've been someone who's connected to nature and gets, you know, feels the the, the beauty and, and the wonder, and there's, I think all people should get out into nature, especially at this time, because there's something about being in the air and being um, in nature in any way that that has a healing. Um, capacity so you you start to really the the proactive part is setting them up and also remembering that people think that there is a time that you should have got over a divorce and so they're less willing to listen to you you know come on why aren't you dating already or any of, of those kinds of things and again that's not helpful right now. I'm yeah. not ready for that right now because your journey's your journey. So there's your friends in your life and at the same time having support from therapists, 
a coach like me, they're also going to be partnering with you, but in a very, very different and guided way so that you can move beyond this situation, move forward um, as well. But, you know, I don't underestimate um, friends, but so often they just really don't know how to help you. So making that effort at the beginning is um, I had one client who she was absolutely brilliant. Can I share this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she actually had people sorting out her childcare because they were all at the same school. So picking up an extra one and dropping home was no big. And that was, uh, oh, I'm helping. But they were really helping so that she had the energy to to, to deal with all of the other things that she needed to do. She had people sorting out her food. She had another friend, a different one was the social friend. And wow, she took it to a whole level and it was quite impressive. And all of her friends were so willing to do that. Yeah. In fact, they became a sisterhood around her. It's almost like an image of, of, you know, the village coming around her to, uh, to support her through that. Now, I don't know if that resonates with you or with everybody, but you can see what the, the power of that. Yeah. In our church, a lot of times if somebody dies and uh, mm-hmm. let's say a spouse dies and uh, or somebody gets really sick, a lot of times you have a support from the church. But a lot of times I feel like going through divorce is very lacking. I don't think people mm. understand how difficult it is. And I can compare divorce as similar to, to losing your spouse and uh, going through mourning. And uh, it can be a long period of mourning. It can take years. You know, for me, it took a couple of years before I started to get back on in traction and, and feeling okay. Now I feel better than I ever have because I feel that not only have I gotten over the marriage, but I also f- have dealt with myself and, and starting to discover myself. Who really, who am I? Not in a weird way. It's just uh, becoming me and uh, becoming authentic. It's nothing better to be able to be authentic and be real and not worry about what other people think. And, and uh, that is so freeing. If a divorce is going to happen, it was important to me to make sure that I at least used the experience to gain wisdom and to heal so that moving forward in my life, I was going to be the, the, the version of myself that I choose to be with your, you know, my authentic self. I think especially towards the end, nearly all of us put on certain masks uh, in in our marriages when, when things are not working. Yeah. And that there's no, we're all doing it. That's a normal human thing to do. And the opportunity comes with actually making sure, well, who am I to be? Once the period of the grief and loss because it is the loss. It's the loss of a relationship, but it's the loss of a future. 
You may have discussed, you know, we're going to buy a retirement home like this. And once the children are a certain age, we could all of those hopes and dreams, all of that investment that you've put into this family system. It's now shifting and changing and it may not have been what you wanted or it may have been what you wanted. Either way, there's always this um, loss and yeah. this this mourning period. But it's from my observation, and I hate to sort of make a generalized global um, this is so comment, but from all of the work I've done, it's the, the, the loneliness and the stuckness it's partly from the grief. It's also because this marriage hasn't closed properly. Yeah. And that needs to also happen so that you can then heal even more and move on. Um, when I say, what do I mean by a marriage is closed properly? I don't mean the legals. I don't, I don't mean that at all. It's about, what was my part in this? Okay, that's good. What amends do I need to make? Yeah. So was I, for 14 years or whatever it was in my marriage, a people pleaser? Yeah. And what was the cost of that? And what amends must I do without falling into shame and guilt about that? Because we're always doing the best we can Yeah. in any situation. We truly are because we if we had known better, of course we would have done better, but we can't have hindsight. You know, we, we don't have that. So what do I do? This is when you can start to put things away. If you secretly went, oh, you know, I, I was the one that was responsible or I didn't do enough in this. There's where people get caught. I'm not ready to get into a new relationship. Look what happened last time. These are the things that have not been closed. Those unwritten, sometimes not even discussed with the partners, contracts and conversations. You are going to be my one and only. Yeah. And now it's ended. Where does that leave you? Yeah, well, that's good. We're going to be talking more about this on next episode with you. <laughs> and uh, this is very exciting. And uh, I think if we, we're going to round this pod, a little short podcast off. And uh, I just want to end with, you know, what would you say to somebody that is right now listening, but they are completely stuck in depression, in loneliness, and they, they have a difficulty right now getting forward getting tra- forward traction what's the first step to take first of all you're not alone and that's the first thing you think you are right now at this moment when you're going through what you're going through there are thousands if not millions who feel the same pain that you do so you're not alone and that can be a comfort in and of itself. The second thing, the, if, if I didn't know you, I would actually say, you know, you are a holistic being. You are mind, you are heart, you are body. And sometimes when mind is spinning, blah, 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 when, when heart is broken, then come through the body, move, 
begin to move. Go for a walk and just get this body of yours, which has so much capacity to heal, to move. If you can sweat it out in the gym or dance it out, whatever your thing is, now is the time to do it. And I know you don't want to do it. Yeah. You're sad. You have no motivation. So the simple thing to do is negotiate with this mind that says, you know, things are so bad. Of course, you deserve to stay home and rest. It's it's to honor that part of you and say, I I know you're trying to protect me here. This is what we do in Conscious and Coupling, by the way. However, I want you to come with me while I go for a walk. Just round the block. Just to the beach, if you happen to be so lucky to live near a beach. I'm going to make a step. And from that step, you know, celebrate that. Hey, I did a walk. Awesome. Now we look at maybe could I just drink some water? Could I just do that? It's not huge, huge steps like I need to write a book or I need to, you know, it's simple acts of kindness to yourself because even if you're feeling lonely, she abandoned me. He left me. The thing is, do not abandon yourself. Do not leave yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know how take a step. I know how important exercise is. Luckily, mm. you know, I was at the time living in Sweden and uh, I had just sold my car. And in Sweden, it's a lot easier to to have transportation by buses mm. and trains and, and bikes. So I was actually biking most of the year. So that was, luckily, that was something that was already there. But I know mm. how, how important it is. And I think definitely that's one of the keys to to really start living again and, and getting out of that that uh, loneliness. And, Get uh, back in the world in whatever way you can. Yeah, exactly. And um, in, in healthy ways. Uh, I don't mean f- just physically healthy, but mentally healthy ways. And acknowledge every step you take because the steps you take after you have been traumatized or when you go through grief are a huge deal. Some days a shower is a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> and celebrate that. Yeah, that's good. Hey, and be, you're not alone. You, yeah. Everyone goes through something like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, it was so nice to have you on the show. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. And uh, I know that uh, the listeners are going to wonder and have questions for you so i really encourage everybody listening send in your questions to rockinglifepodcast at gmail.com send in your questions or in the description below you can actually click the link and record your question to this podcast and we will answer your questions in the future podcast i'm so happy you all listened to the podcast today and look forward to seeing you soon again you all take care and thank you so much sanyan You're welcome. Take care. Be well.